Green Acres Garden Podcast is the podcast that will teach budding gardeners like you to grow your green thumb. For whether you're a newbie or a seasoned horticulturalist, you're sure to learn something new. Enjoy our conversations with community gardeners and gurus from Green Acres Nursery and Supply. We'll answer questions you didn't know you had. Well, hello there, all you beautiful botanists. Welcome to the show. This is the Green Acres Garden Podcast. I am your happy host, Kevin Jordan, and it's time to garden on. Got a great little episode for you this week. We're talking all about pruning our dormant fruit trees. We have a great guest with Kevin Marini coming on to teach us all about that. Before we dive into that, we got to check in with our buddy, Austin on audio. How's it going there, Austin? Hey, Kevin. I'm doing great. And hello, listeners. Welcome back to the show. Kevin, how's your week been? Oh, man, it's been a fantastic week. I've been taking advantage yeah. of this. Either it's cold, but it's been sunny. Yes. I've been taking advantage of the weather. I've uh, been chopping, flipping, mixing some compost. Uh, I've been speeding that pile up. And, buddy, uh, it was so funny. Oh, In the morning, yeah. covered with ice on the outside from the frost, steam just bellowing out of the pile, 150 degrees. So cool. Yeah, you just showed me that photo. I was blown away. Uh, or was a little video. I could see the steam coming out of your, your compost pile. You are not playing around with that well, compost. It's ripping. So right now, it's <laughs> the, the garden is doing great. Uh, we're doing a lot of harvesting, but it's still, even with the sunshine, it's still a little too wet for me to be digging in the soil. So I figure why not put some effort into building some soil. So the composting is where it's at. But I took a break from some composting to go uh, learn a little bit about fruit tree pruning. I do it in our garden each year. I feel like one of those things, the more you do it, the better you get, more comfortable uh, you become doing this. And so it's just great to learn from others. So I really had a blast uh, with our guest, Kevin Marini, a master of master gardeners, uh, very, very skilled, talented, uh, knowledgeable uh, guy. And so it was just great to meet up with him and just dive into all that is fruit tree pruning. Yeah, yeah. And we've had Kevin Marini on the show before. He's talked to us about composting and fire safety. And now he's talking to us about uh, fruit tree pruning. He's kind of a jack of all trades, huh? Yeah, he's done it. He's been there. Uh, and he's he's really, it's all about the research, you know. So he goes back to, you know, what, what research shows and it's just a great way to learn. I love it. Yeah, and I, I love how he presents his information. It, it's easy to follow, and it makes a lot of sense, and it's super useful. So I hope that that will help our listeners a lot when it comes to pruning, because it's so important. It's something you've talked about a lot, Kevin. It's that time of year, Austin. Yeah, and I, it it's what keeps your trees manageable, right? Absolutely. It's funny. I've been going around the neighborhoods, <laughs> around our region lately, just going on walks, and you see your neighbor's trees, and it's just funny just, folks would rather have their limbs tied together in, in, a, in a massive array of strings and, and wires holding their limbs up. And so they you know, they get these long, big oh. limbs, and I think we all <laughs> feel like bigger is better. So um, I think today we're hopefully going to learn just and maybe be empowered a little bit to get out there, prune our trees properly. For Basically, for you, if you want a bountiful harvest, you got to do a little bit of pruning. And it's really it's one of those things, I say it every week, it's easier than you think. This week is no uh, no different than any other. I think it's really simple. Just a few little things. Kevin kind of lays it all out. So it's it's a great little timeout that we had out there. All right, Kevin, before we get into the interview, I want to stop and just uh, pull a question from one of our listeners. This comes from a Samantha Mockford from our Green Acres Garden podcast group on Facebook. Thank you, Samantha, for reaching out and sharing some love for this show. And she gave us a question, and it goes like this. Why do we wait until trees are dormant to prune? 
if I see a little twig in the spring or summer going in a direction I don't like, would it be harmful to trim it right then and there? I'm only five feet tall myself, and the thought of keeping trees to a height where they're harvestable without a ladder greatly appeals to me. I cut them to knee-high before I left Green Acres. Fantastic question, Samantha. Actually, she's already on the right track. Absolutely. If you see branches that are growing wonky and going in directions and it's already catching your eye, it can be in spring or summer. Um, you can definitely prune then. It's just usually we do our largest pruning in the wintertime on most of our dormant fruit trees, with the exception of maybe cherries and apricots. Um, but we do that because that's when the trees are uh, basically hibernating. They're asleep. There's not a great demand on them for, for growing. So that allows you to make your, your big cuts, uh, get that shape and that height down to where you want. Just as she mentioned, she's you know five feet tall. It's like my mom's height, <laughs> 4'11". Sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> and so it's just fantastic. That's, it's, it's a great way to harvest is when the, that fruit is actually within arm's reach. And so absolutely, um, winter is just when we do the majority of some of that pruning um, because it's let the, less, the stress is diminished on that tree because we're not in the heat. Uh, the tree's now dormant, and so it gives it an opportunity to heal and get prepared for this its spring growth. And so, absolutely, if you see some growth in the spring and summer that that need uh, are calling you to them and you know need your attention, make those cuts as you uh, find necessary. Actually, this might be the episode for you, Samantha, to listen to because we're going to delve into that quite a bit. Kevin Marini brings that up. Um, and like, like the focus is dormant fruit tree sp- uh, pruning, you know, in the wintertime. But really, I think um, the lesson goes a little, just a little deeper than that. So, you know, I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right. Well, thank you. I like how that ties in so nicely. Um, let's just jump into that interview then, because I think there's so much gold in that from Kevin Marini. Um, we uh, went out to... Um, where did we go? <laughs> we ha- we did found we... some garden gold yes. out there in Loomis. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Loomis is... Gorgeous. I it just really dry, I is. felt like I was in the English countryside and I'd never been there. To, but just beautiful rolling green hills. Um, and I had the, you know, some oak trees, some farm animals. It had me, you know, questioning uh, all my choices in life. It's like, how <laughs> have I not ended up here? Just beautiful. Maybe yeah. you want to go garden out there like crazy. Oh, yeah. It's a great, great area out there, right in our backyard. And uh, we talked to Kevin Marini about best practices and, and everything to do with pruning your fruit trees. Let's jump into it. Here we go. Good morning, you beautiful bad gardeners out there. Today, we are in Loomis, California. It's a cool, crisp morning. I am actually have a great guest with you. I'm here with Kevin Marini, the master of master gardeners of uh, Placer County. How's it going there, Kev? Wonderful. Thank you for the invitation today. Well, thanks uh, for meeting with us. Uh, we're talking fruit trees, bare root fruit trees, and I've, uh, I was told you are a master uh, pruner when it comes to pruning and taking care of your fruit trees. A lot of us at home, uh, I know I've been in my orchard pruning uh, fruit trees at the school. A lot of folks are either working on trees they already have established or considering pruning the ones that they're maybe planting. So let's cover it all. Where do we start? Well, I think we should start with the tools that are needed for fruit tree pruning. And believe it or not, there's very few of them, which is nice. You don't need a lot of tools. First thing, obviously, is your good old hand pruners. These are called bypass hand pruners. They do have another type of hand pruner called an anvil pruner. You want the bypass ones for this type of pruning, okay? Those anvil ones are usually used for like dead wood. So hand pruners for sure. Loppers, a nice, nice pair of loppers for those larger cuts that you might have to make. And for even larger cuts, 
a good old folding saw like this will do a pruning saw. Um, for the most part, if a cut is gonna be over three inches, you, you pause and hesitate and really make sure you wanna make a cut that large. So for the most part, having and by three inches, you mean the diameter of the branch? Diameter okay. of the branch. And so these tools in general take care of 90% uh, of your pruning needs. Obviously, large mature fruit trees may necessitate chainsaw. So no, cha no, no chainsaw <laughs> or reciprocating saw for this little No chainsaw little gal. needed here. And then finally, don't forget your gloves because that's, you know, number one on a chilly morning like this just keeps your hands warm, but it protects your hands from any, you know, stray pruning. <laughs> so, absolutely. So Kev, um, we got a little nectarine here, um, fairly young tree. Where do we start? This one's been planted recently. Mm -hmm. um, how do we begin? I know we really want to get a, a, our fruit trees off to a really good start. Yep. And how do we do that? Okay. So when a fruit tree is originally planted, um, it, can, it can be planted bare root or from a container, but it's really, really important to understand that there is a rootstock portion and a scion or an upper portion. And this is a graft union. So many people don't understand this very first part of how a fruit tree is put together. And it's super important because growth can occur from the rootstock and that variety is not the good edible one that's up here. Then, you know, when you're planting a fruit tree, uh, for the most part, we're really wanting people to keep fruit trees small. Because once a fruit tree gets very large, it becomes cumbersome to manage it, okay? So for management purposes, keeping it small is crucial. It's hard for people to understand that pruning creates a growth response, right? So you're, a lot of people think, well, I'm taking away biomass. Like so I'm hurting I'm, it. I'm hurting it, I'm shrinking it. The reality is the response of taking away that biomass is extensive growth, vigorous growth. So you're promoting growth, right? So every time you make a pruning cut, it is a wound for the tree, so you wanna be judicious in how, how many pruning cuts you're making, but understand that- So don't just go wild on it and just go, like more is better, cut it all off. The more cuts you make, no, don't the do more that. openings for those bacteria and fungi to get in there and possibly cause problems. So um, be judicious with your pruning cuts, make sure you're, you're, you're not just willy-nilly cutting a bunch of stuff off. So, the, the first step is to identify those scaffold branches. So what you want in this situation is a tree that has an open center, okay? So the branches are gonna come out to the sides, but the, the area in the middle is gonna remain open. What's the benefit of having an open center? The biggest benefit is airflow, disease, resistance, right? Having good airflow through the tree. And I believe it's, more, it's easier to maintain for home gardeners um, because you can really see the different parts really well. The other t style of pruning is called central leader, which is kind of what this is looking like right now, right? Yeah. It's keeping a leader that's going to grow up, 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 and up and kind of have a Christmas tree shape rather than these branches that are kind of like a wine glass coming out, right? And so the, the central leader is used by, you know, commercial orchards, but for the home gardener, the open center is a little bit more manageable because that central leader can get out of control very quickly. 
All right, so Kevin, can you demonstrate a few of the cuts that we're gonna be making on these trees? Like, where do we start? What are, what are the cuts? Yeah, no, good question. Now, in the fruit tree world, many times when you look at the literature online, they talk about two types of cuts in the fruit tree world. But as a certified arborist, I go by the arborist way of looking at pruning cuts, and there's three types of cuts, okay? The first one is called a heading cut, also known as a topping cut, reducing the size of a branch just kind of randomly. So if I just make a topping or heading cut right there to reduce this branch back, I've made it between two nodes and therefore this, there's a bunch of latent buds in here that are gonna pop and regrow. That's the growth response for a heading cut. So you get a whirl of new growth out of a heading cut. When you do a reduction cut, you're reducing the size, the size of the branch back to a another lateral branch. So the energy is not gonna create a whirl of growth. The energy is gonna go into that lateral branch. Finally, a thinning cut takes a branch out all the way back to its origin, back here. So if I wanted to thin this branch out, I would go all the way back to where it's connected to a main lateral and make the cut there for a thinning cut. So we got heading, we got reduction, we've got thinning. Yep, all different responses. All right, so this is some wonderful information, Kev. I appreciate it. So quickly, can you, now that we know that the thinning, the heading, the reduction cuts, mm -hmm. those are the ones we make, but where do we start when we actually go to attack our, our fruit trees? Yeah. Uh, what limbs are we looking to get rid of instantly? Yeah, what's really great is there's a rule of thumb to use that makes it really easy for anyone just approaching a fruit tree and thinking, what do I do first? And that is a three Ds dead, dying, diseased branches. So if you see a dead branch and you know it's dead, cut it out of there. If one is broken and dying, cut it out of there. If you know there's some disease in the tree, cut those things out. That's the first step, really easy. Then you're looking for branches that compromise the structure, right? So branches like this that are touching, yeah. rubbing like that, you gotta make some judgment calls. Don't let those branches rub against each other. Any branches that are growing back in to the middle of the tree. So things yeah, I'm like seeing this, some. right? Grow into the middle. You wanna get rid of those and, and, and maintain that open center. What about this one right here? It's going towards the ground. Absolutely. So these are real easy pruning decisions to make, right? Dead, dying disease, crossing, rubbing, compromising your structure. Make those first and that's the bulk of your pruning right there. Right, all right, so now we know how to prune. When do we actually do this? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people think that the only time to prune fruit trees is in the dormant season, the winter season, when deciduous fruit trees are dormant, don't have the leaves on. But the reality is pruning is kind of a year-round thing because that, those dead, dying, and diseased branches can be pruned out all year round. Suckers can be pruned out all year round, right? And you can do summer pruning of very vigorous shoots you can prune those down to help maintain the smallness of the tree. So really pruning is a combination of dormant pruning, summer pruning, and year-round maintenance. It's all of that. Have you found that when you use that technique of uh, all year round approach that it makes it easier when you do go out there to prune? I think so because you're not, you don't, you're not dealing with a complete mess at one time of year because you've kept up with it throughout the year. So Kevin, so uh, is pruning going to be that difficult? Is it, you know, is it so difficult that nobody can do it or can the home gardener learn these uh, principles and practices and put them right into play? 
Yeah, I, I would say for the you know new gardener, um, it can be quite intimidating to figure out how to prune a fruit tree, but a few tips can make all the world of difference. So just learning a few different cuts, taking out the dead, dying, disease parts, there's these few tips that make a world of difference and it can really make it easier on people. So to make it even easier, um, is it one of those things where you plant your fruit tree, let it just grow as much as possible, and then come back years later and then prune things out that aren't, aren't you know desirable? Or do we need to start early and often? Oh, you need to start early and often. And you were saying earlier, Kevin, that as you, as your tr fruit trees have grown, it's become easier to prune them. And that's because you put in the work when they were young. When they're young, you get their structure going, it becomes much, much easier to maintain that structure as they get bigger versus having a large mature tree that's out of control that you somehow have to fix. That is much more challenging than starting off on the right foot, annually making sure you're doing your pruning. You know, what are the common mistakes maybe that folks are making at home with their pruning or not pruning? Yeah, definitely not pruning is a big mistake that I see quite often. Another mistake is not understanding where that graft union is, where that variety gets grafted onto the rootstock. And that's and the little let, knuckle there at the bottom of the tree. Yep, and when suckers grow and do not get pruned, they eventually take over. And then we get calls at the master gardener office saying, we have this very strange fruit that doesn't look like a peach at all. It doesn't taste very good. And then when we start asking questions, we find out it's actually the rootstock. It's those suckers that have been um, allowed to grow, especially with citrus. This happens with citrus trees all the time. They're they, they blend in there, those little yep, suckers. Yep. So I would say, you know, that's pr not pruning and really not understanding to remove those suckers as, as soon as you see them are two big early mistakes. Fantastic. So Kev, let's say I'm, I'm super new to growing and pruning my fruit tree. What is the most important thing to consider when pruning my fruit tree? Yeah, well, keep your fruit tree small. Okay, so everyone wants the biggest tree. Right? Bigger is better, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. With fruit trees, it's the opposite. Okay, good to know. You wanna start small. So don't worry about going to the nursery and getting the largest fruit tree. It's not gonna get your fruit any earlier, and it's just gonna be more difficult to prune it down to develop the structure. So believe it or not, smaller when it comes to fruit trees is better. Well, Kevin, before I go, what, what uh, any lasting thoughts or comments you want to give us before we leave today? You know, with fruit trees in people's backyards, it's just, it can be such a rewarding experience because you can choose so many different varieties to grow than what you could buy at the grocery store. And so it's like a whole world opens up when you in, in, embark on a backyard orchard. So I highly encourage people to give it a shot. Well, I want to thank you so much. As always, I learned so much from you. I cannot wait to see you again and have you back for some more garden adventures. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you for inviting me. All right, Kevin, we are back from our interview with Kevin, the other Kevin. Oh, um, yeah. Did you have a good time uh, listening back to that, Kevin? It was great. We, we call that the smart Kevin when we're with <laughs> him. Smart um, For sure. Yeah, I get diminished for sure. No, it was great. He has just a wonderful attitude. You can tell he loves plants, so he's always welcome here. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's at home with us. But uh, no, I love it. He's so bright, very knowledgeable. And uh, I actually, I learned quite a bit. He, he put it all together and... He's one of those one of those teachers where it kind of makes you feel confident uh, after right after you learn from him. So yep. I, I I really appreciate that, um, even though it's like high level you know uh, stuff for me at least. Oh come um, on! When you get deep into the I mean, he, I mean off off mic you know he he could talk 
about pruning for way longer than we are allowed to. Oh, he's passionate. No, for sure. Yeah. But uh, um, I enjoyed it. You know, I wanted to ask, because a lot of this is almost kind of similar to what we just learned about rose pruning, and I'm wondering if there are any big differences, or if it, once you kind of, they were saying that at the rose thing, like, once you learn how to prune a rose, you can prune anything. Tons think, of crossover, yeah? okay. for sure, Austin, I totally agree. Um, really, the principles are the same. Any, you know, there's dead branches, diseased branches, dying branches, get rid of them. You know, anything that looks unhealthy or unwieldy or overgrown, that gets removed. It's really all about, you know, maximizing your harvest or your blossoms and minimizing disease and opportunity for that. So having that open center and having, you know, space in between some of your major limbs to allow air and, you know, light to penetrate through. It's really those simple little things to consider that are really going to make the difference in having a massive harvest uh, in the summer off your fruit tree or having broken limbs or, you know, bad fruit you know it's like it's just a little bit of pruning uh, up front just pays dividends later on i'm really t- i'm telling you have a little confidence go out there don't worry about holding up your limbs with wire and string um <laughs> just prune them back to healthy size prune your tree back to a healthy size and shape and your tree will thank you for it it's one of those things i mean you get those suckers out of there those water spouts um you know you, you, any branches that are touching each other crisscrossing each other if they're heading back towards the center of the canopy get those gone and it's one of those things, like I mentioned earlier in this episode, eat, you do do it this year, practice a little bit, and I guarantee you, you go out next year, your tree is already going to be in a healthier state, and you're going to have the knowledge uh, from the from that year of pruning. I'm telling you, each year you're going to gain confidence, you're going to gain skills, and your trees are just going to get healthier and healthier. It's going to make you want to plant and grow more fruit trees at your home, I'm telling you. Uh, and it's like I said, it's one of those things, close your eyes, imagine going out your door and going grabbing some delicious fruit, yes. eating it, bring it inside, sharing it with your friends and family. I'm telling you, it is better. It's better than you who it's better than gold. <laughs> better um, than <laughs> that's, that's where it's at. So I just really, I hope people get excited. This is going to be a fantastic year for growing. I'm going to get some fruit trees in the ground on my own, you know, on the, on my own homestead in a way, although it's just a home, but, um, I, I can't wait. It's this, the fruit here. We are so fortunate with our weather and the selection of fruit trees that you can grow here. So why not take advantage? Right on. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you, Kevin Marini, for being back on our show, spreading the love for fruit trees and how to prune them. Um, I've learned a lot, and I hope our listeners did too. Um, It's not as hard as you think, and hopefully you get motivated to get out there and take some good care of your trees. That's all we have time for this week. Kevin, go ahead and take us out. Well, thank you so much, Austin. I appreciate all that you do here, and thank you to the listeners for being here. Without you, that we wouldn't even have a show. So until next time, garden friends, I have to make like a tree and leave get back into the garden and we'll see you next time garden friends happy gardening to you all and please never ever stop growing don't even think about it the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of kevin jordan or his guests these gardening tips and suggestions may work for you as well as those from alternative sources when using any garden products or tools read and follow all label directions and learn how to save water while gardening at bewatersmart.info.